This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, this is Alicia Wynn. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. Hi, this is Poppy from The Apprentice. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, I'm Holly Sorensen, creator of Make It or Break It. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom. Hi, this is Christina Chaw from Survivor One World. Hi, my name is Josie Loren. I play Kaylee Cruz. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner from this season's Apprentice. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, ich bin Nina Rausch und Sie hören sich gerade an. This is Alec Baldwin. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, this is Jenny Blatt from Love in the Wild. Hey, this is Chelsea Hobbs, and you're listening to two of my favorite blogger podcast guys um, on What Do They Said. Did you hear? 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 What do they say? You get to hear what Duvet has to say. <laughs> you are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Doo-Doo. I am your host, Jason from Duplissy. Dubuque. <laughs> I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios Southwest in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man whose reputation precedes him, your host, <laughs> Robert Bob Dubay, coming to you from new digs, still in Manhattan, but now I'm on the mean streets of Hell's Kitchen, Midtown Manhattan, as I podcast to you, dear listener. Hey, you know, that's a great excuse. For what? For us being uh, not podcasting for almost two months now. Oh, my life's been in turmoil. Yeah. You had to move. Why did you move? I thought you were so happy in your old place. You know, I've learned something about myself over the years, Jason. What's that? I'm never truly happy anywhere. Oh. Huh. Maybe you I'm a need rambling to man. <laughs> Maybe you need to change then and not your location. <laughs> No, no, we had to change the location. We were living above a bar, as I think I mentioned in previous podcasts. And uh, the bar won. I fought the bar, but the bar won. Just too loud with the rowdies? It was too loud with the rowdies, man. It, it got to, Well, they upgraded their sound system, which was a game changer, and allowed us to get out of the lease. So... That uh, prompted a apartment search. We actually found a much better place, more square footage, better location, better, 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 and uh, all, all it's all good now. We're okay. all nestled in, and we're, you know we're still in the state of transition. I don't know if you can see, there's still boxes strewn right. about, but all things in time. So the sound <laughs> system didn't bring you back up, yeah? No. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? We haven't done this podcast in a while. I feel a little out of practice. I know. It's been so long that uh, I was just thinking about our, our podcasts and our, our not our last podcast, but the podcast before that. Uh, I was Ooh. just starting on a uh, to I was about to go on a first date with someone. And then our last podcast, I was in I was involved happily with that someone. 
And then this podcast, I have not been going out with her for about a month now. So wow. it's just interesting. I don't know what that says about our frequency of podcasts or my ability <laughs> to keep a relationship. Um, I think it's a little, uh, little bit of both. No, it has to be one or the other. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no, we haven't. The thing with this podcast is we, we started out very much like we're doing now. Just a couple of fellas chatting away. Yeah. Then we, we really got our, our, our legs under us and we started getting ambitious and growing the brand and the podcast and going after guests and doing interviews and putting together bits and, you know, it was really starting to shape up like an actual real show. And then as is the case with me most times, then I start to lose interest and, uh, and, uh, it, it started to devolve back to where we're at right now. So maybe we can hope for an upswing. Yeah, just a couple of guys, John, this week, and then, uh, you know, uh, maybe in a, a – Next week, Orson Welles. Reba! <laughs> yeah, maybe in a couple of three weeks we can uh, shoot for our, our guests again. We had a pretty uh, pretty fantastic guest lined up for a bit there, but it all kind of fell apart. Uh, you're not talking about boobs Radley, are you? Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah. Well, she gave us the runaround. Okay. It was a real tug job on her part. <laughs> well, I'll be sure to tweet at her today to let her know that we're talking about her. Uh, hey, you can tweet at so, us at Bob Duvet. Yeah, why not? Uh, you know, fast Friday forward us, or you know, uh, I don't know if people even tweet anymore, Jace. I think this podcast has been around so long that we've seen the the evolution of tweeting and then the lack of interest in tweeting I, I know people still do but i don't know if that's the the latest and greatest anymore i feel like the whole social networking scene is going the way of mp3s people like getting into vinyl again i think there's something yes. to be said about the privacy and the face-to-face -face thing and people are kind of shying away from the network daily although uh, there's also some new app out right now um mm -hmm. I forget what it's called. It's called like Snapchat or something like that. Yes, that's the one the kids are using now. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess is basically texting, but with photos. Oh, interesting. I, Gotta have those pictures. Yeah, well, you, you, I know you're an avid Instagrammer, right? I am. I am. I enjoy it. I, I you know, it's a nice way to just keep a presence, and uh, it involves very little uh, actual writing. I never remember that I have an Instagram account. I'll take pictures with my regular camera, and then I'll post them on Facebook, and then I'll go, oh, should have used Instagram. But I, I don't really see why. All that does is give the same people who follow me on Facebook follows on Instagram. What I like to do is I kind of I try to keep my Twitter and my Instagram and my Facebook presence uh, individualized. So what I post on okay. yeah, what I post on Twitter, I don't post on Facebook. And sometimes I'll take something on Instagram that I just don't, you know, put up on Twitter or Facebook. So if you're really a true fan of mine, I'm kind of a renaissance man with my social networking. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, you can get to us, as I was saying, by uh, re tweeting us on the Twitter. Uh, or you yes. can find us on the Facebook if you're still doing Facebook. Uh, what yeah, do they who said? Does that? Yeah, seriously. Um, you can check out our blog. Our latest recap of Make It or Break It is still up there as our latest story. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, send us an email, what do they said at gmail.com, or get us a phone call at 
415-937-0445. That number is always live, and it's 415-937-0445. Yeah. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That also helps uh, promote yes. our brand. Uh, you can listen to us on the Rogue 2 podcast out there in the U.K., Yes, blimey! Uh, and uh, other places. Stitcher, we love Stitcher. Um, We're having a brand reawakening, I have a feeling. We're just on the very cusp of a brand reawakening. Didn't we, in the last podcast, decide that we had we came up with a, a, a new um, you know, masthead? Yeah. Wasn't it a... Refresh their memory. Was, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I gotta refresh my own memory. Wasn't it like, eh. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was it. Uh, Psst, keep talking. It's your show. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Hey, Jace. Yes. Hey, how are you? Uh, First time caller, long time listener. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Rob in in Hell's Kitchen. (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask you... Uh, about this uh, this podcasting dalliance you've had recently. Okay. You've been dubbed a renaissance man. I have been dubbed a renaissance man. I was interviewed for a streaming health and psychological and spiritual well-being website, internet radio show. Um, called it's funny because I don't think of you when I think of any of those things you just listed off. Well, again, that would be part of my renaissance-ness. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, I was interviewed by a woman named Dr. Nikki Monty, which some of you may know at, from her appearances on Keeping Up with the Kardashians and Millionaire Matchmaker as the uh-huh. sort of go-to. Was she a client on Millionaire Matchmaker or was she just somebody they, that they send the, the contestants to to you know, get straight? She's someone she, they send the contestants to to get straight. And it, it, the episode that she's probably most well-known for is there was a, a gay couple, a millionaire gay hookup that was sent to ah. Dr. Nikki, which uh, is apparently quite the rage. It sounds like its own show, Millionaire Gay. <laughs> gay the Gay Millionaire. It sounds like a Fred Astaire film. Uh, so, yeah, she uh, wanted to talk to me about uh, all the various things I do and how I handle it in, in a modern day world and how I stay afloat uh, in such a way. So if any of you are interested in hearing more from me, uh, you can hear my interview from with Dr. Nikki Monty. It's probably archived on the HealthyLife.net website, or you can just search for Stuck No More Radio in your iTunes store. Uh, we'll just wait. You can go do that. Uh, we'll just hang out for a yeah. bit. Yeah, that's what, what, a half an hour? No, it's an hour. You there? You get there yet, listener? All done? Did you like that? <laughs> nice. I knew you would. Yeah. Hey. Yes. I remembered what I was going to ask you about previously prior to asking you about your renaissance. Oh, I see. Previously on the What Do They Said podcast. So uh, do you know about this Bang With Friends app? Bang With Friends? Oh, Jace. Jace, you don't know about this one? No. This is the first time hearing with it. Is it bang in the sense that I'm thinking of? Yes, it is, in fact. What it is is it's an app app for Facebook, right? So you download the app. It goes in every opposite sex person that's a Facebook friend of yours appears. So it includes relations. It's a little creepy as I get further into describing it. So, you know, your moms, your sisters, your friends, 
you know, the whole list of females that you have. I think I, I think I looked. You have like something like seven hundred friends on Facebook. Uh, I have six hundred and sixty-two friends. Okay, well there you go. I like to round up. Okay. So imagine the female uh, quotient of that. Yeah, the major the 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 majority of them are female. I think it's two thirds female. Uh, I know you. Know. Yes, I know you, writer. <laughs> yeah. Well, the chick chicks dig me. So. When you download this app, it'll show all of their faces, all the female faces, and then it'll ask you to check whether or not you would bang them. Okay. All right? So, assuming they have a similar app downloaded, the same one. Which they won't. The same thing's going to happen to them. Uh-huh. And so, except it's going to be all dudes. And so, the only way the other person gets n- notified is if there's a match. If like it's say you say hey, I'm gonna bang you know this person and that person says they want to bang you, then all of a sudden you get a little alert saying hey so and so wants to bang you. Oh wow! I- so can you just imagine for a second the the path of destruction this particular app if it catches on is gonna leave? <laughs> uh, well, here's what I imagine, uh, and I'll I'll I'll. Give by way of example what I imagine. There's an app called Zoosk. Have you heard of Zoosk? Okay. It's, I have heard of Zoosk. Yeah, it's it's purportedly a, a, a dating thing that works through Facebook. Uh, so you sign up for Zoosk, and those who are single on your Facebook page who are also using Zoosk uh, look for, you know, dating <laughs> Uh, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. That's why I can't even say their name. So I went, oh, first of all, I don't like any app that I sign up with on Facebook because it posts on your feed. Jason Duplissy is using Bang With Friends. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, that's terrible. Yeah. You don't want no, that. No, I don't want that. Uh, but, you know, I, I said, well, let me see Zeusk. You know, let me see if there's any of my friends there that are, uh, you know, single and looking to mingle. And it does a quick search of your friends, and it tells you who of your friends are using Zoosk before you sign up. So I went through the list. It was a list of one, and it was Kristen Rock. So I thought, yeah. Vaguely remember, Bob Rock's sister. Correct. Uh, Yes. That was the one and only one of my friends. And I went, oh. So I did not install Zoosk. (laughs) So I imagine. You might have, though, if there was other people, say. Yeah, but I believe I would install Bang with Friends, and I don't think it'll go through my entire list of friends. First of all, I would believe that of my entire list of friends, probably two people know that Bang with Friends even exists, and one of those two has installed it, uh, and that one person won't want to bang me. And let's say that the vast majority of my female friends do have Bang with Friends installed. I'm going to say of those vast majority, they, they will all be Kristen Rock. <laughs> but you see what what could potentially happen with this thing if it catches on what do, what do you imagine will happening will happen you, you... well i was discussing this with my wife and i was like because she didn't know about it and i told her about it and and i use of course i use an example right i'm like going so imagine if i say you know uh, yeah i want to bang jamie's wife okay a good, my good friend, my good friend, uh, Jamie's wife, right? Well, and her reply immediately is, Oh, I know you would. Oh, uh huh. And I'm like, that's, it was just an example. I'm not saying, you know, that per se. I'm just using that as an example. Right. And she's like, Yeah, but you would. And I'm like, 
That's not the point. <laughs> I'm giving an example. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm already in hot water. I don't even have this thing downloaded. Yeah, if I were using an example with my wife, I would use an arbitrary person, a made-up person. I wouldn't say JMO's wife. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Stupid. Uh it was just the first thing that popped in my head, which may, may, maybe this says more than I needed to say. Maybe we're going to be editing this out. Right. Okay. No, that's fine. I don't think that we, we got to roll. We're just two guys, John. So what was the, what do you imagine happened? Like, I don't get that. Like if you say to Jamie's wife, oh, I'd like to bang you. And she says, oh, I know you would. That's not really a, that doesn't really reciprocate the. No, no. She didn't say that. My wife said that. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. No, but what I could see happening is so these, you know, judgments are made and people are notified about the judgment. And then all of a sudden it becomes does it become something that is instantly in play? If you have this information, are you going to act differently towards the person when you see them out socially? Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I have a pretty. I don't, I, I don't know of, I don't know, I don't know of all my women friends who would think of banging me in a real life or even a hypothetical situation. I don't, I, I couldn't pinpoint all of them, but I know of, I'll say a handful, a smattering, a sampling of girls in my Facebook friends list who would, who would bang me. They're like, yeah, you know, I'd bang you. Um, and I don't behave all that differently around them because I think it's more informational. It's like, mm. hey, you know, um, I, I, hey, yeah, we both have this mutual. Yeah, we, you know, if, if situations were different, we'd be banging. Um, I think it's mainly my married uh, friends um, who get drunk at reunions and say, come to the after party and I'll blow you. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> But I, that's where I was thinking the, the the trouble would really arise is people that are married and then they have this information and then they're out one night and they get a little, you know, uh, little tipsy and then all of a sudden they start divulging all these the, all this information. Divulging the information to their spouse or like pulling you aside and going, you know, yes, I see more the pulling of the side. Yeah, but what's wrong with that? I, I guess I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I'm not married. So I think if, uh, you know, some married woman pulled me aside and said, oh, Jason, I would bang my friend, um, I would go, oh, that's sweet, and give her a hug and go, yeah, you know, uh, I would be flattered. And then I would say, okay, you know, good night. You know, I don't think I would... I would hike up her skirt in the hallway there and push her up against the wall and start kissing her neck and then groping her. And Are you watching uh, – this sounds a lot like you're watching Less Than Zero. Oh, is that a scene in Less Than Zero? I've never seen Less Than Zero. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, this is, that's a scene in Less Than Zero between Jamie Gertz and uh, Andrew McCarthy. Oh, Jamie Gertz. Wow. Remember her? Oh, yeah. She was, she's, she's an attractive woman. She was in The Lost Boys with uh, our good friend Pat. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking about you last night, Rob. Oh, no. We're at poker? At poker, yes. Uh, we were all – you know how at the opening of a poker game everyone throws in their ante? Yes. And a uh, mutual friend of ours, old Knees Barasco, 
<laughs> oh yeah, sneeze. Yeah. E- each time we all threw in the ante, he he would we'd be one shy and we'd say, Oh, uh-huh. you didn't throw in your ante and he'd be like, What? It's me again? What? You know, it it turned out to always be him, but there was a bit in me that thought, Wow, we could really pull the wool over his eyes by each time one of us not throwing our ante and saying, You, you didn't throw your ante in and it re- uh-huh. reminded me of uh in high school when we would multiple times we all gathered around to watch yellow submarine with you and would turn it off after the opening credits and say we all we just watched the whole movie hey and you you were convinced that you had forgotten the entire film after we watched it i've never forgotten the feeling that that made me feel though jason (laughs) (laughs) how did that make you feel rob do you want to share your feelings should we tune into healthylife.net (laughs) <laughs> made me feel inadequate. <laughs> it made me feel. <laughs> I mean, you, you knew, um, right? You knew that's what we were doing. I don't remember this happening, but uh, I'm guessing there was a fair amount of uh, weed and pizza involved. Well, for you, yeah. <laughs> it's a good name for a band. <laughs> weed and pizza, beeper beeper. Yeah, <laughs> we're weed and pizza. <laughs> that would be a great band name because people would drive by and go, whoa, let's go in there. They've got weed and pizza. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm write that one down. I like that one. Yeah. Dude. So what else can we talk about? So the Bang With Friends thing doesn't seem like it's going to set off any uh, a firestorm. No, I, 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 of course, as soon as this is over, I'm going to install it and see who my friends would, would want to bang me. But I, again, feel like if this is the first I'm hearing of it, then there's probably a lot of people who haven't heard of it. And I would think the majority of people wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't do that on Facebook. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll report back in the next podcast. Okay. In the spring or summer, early summer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> summer 2014. We'll be up against the new Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man. That's the problem. This, I don't know if listeners know this. We have to compete against a lot of entertainment out there. And you can include the new Spider-Man movie in that. Yeah, absolutely. Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Get Spider-Man on the phone. <laughs> Reba. Um, yeah, well, I've been doing all sorts of things. I have a really busy week this week, so I'm surprised I was able to squeeze this podcast in myself. Um, well, do tell. I'm doing, I've been writing ferociously oh, with my, in my book. I know I've been writing my book mm-hmm. for years now, but I, I'm really cracking down and cracking skulls on it. It's feeling really good because I have a writer's group every, uh, weekend where I meet with, uh, well, one other person in the group. It's kind of like okay, banging okay. with friends. Um, and uh, we need to have pages done. I have to have pages done on Wednesday to send her. And then, uh, you know, we sit and critique it on on Saturday. So I need to write. And then I get inspired by the meeting to write some more. So I've been writing. And then I'm also participating in a uh, staged reading of some plays on uh, next uh, – Friday night, right after a gig with one of the bands I'm playing in. So rehearsing with that band, rehearsing with the other band, the Clock Paw, we're going to release a double 45 live album. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, sometime later. So we're rehearsing with that. And I got something else going on, which now I forget. But yeah. What happened with the uh, the first album? Uh, the first album? 
Yeah. Well, we've got two albums out the right now, the Clockpaw. Anybody they want can download uh, both of our albums from free from clockpaw.com or just sample songs. Uh, well, well, sample them. They're, they're the whole songs there. But, yeah, the, the second album was a tremendous success. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, man, I am so uh, just out of sorts with this. First of all, can we can we talk about this the storm that never happened out here? Oh, is the well, you know what we can do? We can call this news. Because it is big news. Not gonna do it again. Yeah, a big storm out there. Like ten feet of snow, blizzards, flurries, cars buried. You know, right? They would have you believe. What is it? Just the liberal media leading me astray? Nothing. Nothing happened. Like, there's, let me look at. Hold on a second. Okay. Please wait. Yeah. yeah. Still, nothing happening. Not even snow. no no rain, no snow flurries, no rain giving way to sleet, no sleet giving way to snow flurries, no forty mile an hour winds, no seven inches of snow, no three inches of rain, no coastal flooding, nothing. Jeez. So there's not going to be another concert. Man, it's so I, I, I am so furiated with. The weather people in general, and I'm sure it's this way with you too. Oh. I'm so t- it's the only job you can have where you can completely spend and twice a newscast they do the weather now. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, they do because I, I'm infatuated with Jackie Johnson, our KCBS KCal weather gal. I smell a screensaver. <laughs> Maybe we can get her on on the show. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Reach out to her. Reach out to her. Okay. Um, maybe do it via Facebook, and then maybe she'll have the bang with friends thing. You can get even a little more information. Well, she has responded to tweets of mine, which I get I get very tickled about. Ooh, well, there you go. I think we have a guest we can go after. Okay. Um. So at any rate, but and I will ask her this: Why it's okay to be wrong and then not acknowledge the wrongness of it all? Like out here, they pivoted away from the fact that they said all week that there was going to be this huge nor'easter, big storm, and then all of a sudden it went from that to um nothing. Winds, maybe the winds. Maybe we should watch for the winds. Yeah, well, they do that out here. They talk about big storm coming in. There was a huge storm coming in, uh, and the you know they talked it up and saying pressure fronts and showing the. The, the the arrows, the curved arrows pointing at us, and Jackie Johnson uh-huh. did her little dance in her tight, tight dress to show us where the wind was going to come from. And she got to the end of it and showed the sort of forecast, and it was going to be in the 50s with a 20% chance of precipitation. So 20%. 20%. It did rain last night, I got to tell you, so I had to take the cover off my car so it didn't get all wet. Um but uh, other than that, it was just uh, just another time to look at Jackie Johnson, KCAL 9, KCBS 2 weather person. I look forward. I look forward to meeting Miss Johnson. Uh, got anything in other news? <laughs> no, not really. 
I don't want people. I, I feel like I'm on the verge of, of of coming out of my my shell. Maybe this is the podcast I need to have to kind of get me back in the practice. Plus, I take these Unisoms now to go to sleep, and I, there, it feels like there's a blanket around me at all times. I've been taking sleeping assisted pills for about two months now. Um, I love the Unisom, but I I agree with you that there's just it's it's difficult to get up. Uh, and I take uh, valerian root uh, something nights, just five of those capsules, which I think is good, but it also is hard to wake up with. And then there's a super prescription drug. What the hell are you doing? There's a super prescription jug, drug called Intermezo, <laughs> uh, okay. uh, which I especially like because you put it under your tongue and you let it dissolve. But the idea mm-hmm. with Intermezo is that if you wake up in the middle of the night, uh, you put it under your tongue, and it it helps you fall asleep in like 20 minutes. You're just knocked out. And it only has like a four-hour duration of sleepiness. So if you, you know, if you wake up at 3 in the morning, it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, that's good because I'll get up around 7. But the problem is when you wake up at like 5 in the morning, you go, oh, well, I can't really uh, take it now, you know. Interesting. Where do you get that? Does a doctor have to prescribe that? Yeah, yeah. It's super expensive, but I only take it every now and then because I'm loaded up on Unisom and Valerian root. Yeah, yeah, the Valerian root. You can get that at the health store, right? Yeah, yeah. And I got it once before, and it did nothing for me. Uh, but this brand that I've got now, not a sponsor, called uh, Radiance, uh, 450 milligrams of of per capsule. And it says right on the... Right on the label. Take five just before you go to bed. I'm like, five? Five? Jesus. Yeah. That's a lot of pills to shove into your mouth. Uh, but dog- A lot of valerian root floating around. Yeah. But doggone it, if it doesn't help me sleep all night, you know, then make it hard to wake oh. up in the morning. But I've been trying to exercise, get my cardio up. I need to do that, man. That's just – that's the other thing that – that's the missing link right there. I haven't been working out. Yeah. Well, the city's beating me down. Well, you, can't you walk around? I guess it's hard with all the snow and sleet. It's cold out. You know, I walk around. I, I I realize my life hasn't changed that much. I'm still indoor. Indoors during the day and I go out at night. Yeah. Okay. But aren't you aren't you at Bob Duvet at night? Don't you put on your alter ego? I mean, I guess this is your alter ego right now, but you you've you've you're spreading your wings out there in the Forget it. I am. I'm dabbling. I'm dabbling a bit. Yeah, well, describe. Um, Share. uh, Share! Let's see. I threw a show. I threw a show at the place I work at, Fontana. It's not a sponsor. Um, Show went great. Great bands. I'd like to thank the bands, Tigerwood and Says She's Miss Blatt and Wild Pete Macy. Excellent show. Going to do another one. Went out and saw a band I was hoping to nab called The Dirty Fences, and they liked... uh, what I was, they smelled what I was cooking. And, uh, the guy actually recognized me. He's like, you're Bob Duvet. And I'm like, oh, nice. So it works, people. The alter egos work occasionally. Wow. I don't know. I just have no gumption for anything right now. I'm just too tired. Yeah. To, to you know, even sing my own praises. Uh, well, gumption's a pretty good phrase. Yeah, that's a good one. I like gumption. Are you watching any, uh, d- does that mean you don't watch television shows? Do you watch the new Survivor? You know, Jace, I gotta be honest with you, haven't watched the new Survivor, haven't watched the Amazing Race. I watch uh, Full Throttle Saloon, which nobody else watches. I watch 
Vanderpump Rules, which nobody else watches. Um, and what else have I been watching? Mob Wives. Okay, then. Yeah, I don't watch any of those things. In fact, I don't think I've heard of two out of the three of them. And the one of the ones that I have heard of, I've heard from you. See? So, you know, uh, not much going on with me. In fact. <laughs> okay. This is good stuff. Just two you know, guys switch departments. I stay inside this one as much as I stayed inside the other. I'm hoping when spring comes around, I might get out and up, out and about a bit. But uh, I'm just generally pretty tired and always have to go to the bathroom. That seems to be the, the way with me these days. All right. Well, you should take some saw palmetto as well then. <laughs> Oh, okay. Nice. Throw some soap on. You're like my, uh, you're like my druggist. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe how many drugs I take for a sober person. I guess I don't really take that many drugs. I don't consider saw palmetto and uh, valerian root to be drugs. They're herbs. Um, but still, anything that I shove in my mouth that isn't food and I swallow whole uh, seems kind of mm-hmm. sketchy to me. That's fair. I get it. What's going on with you? Let's talk about you. you. You probably have more going, on, more interest going on, and I'm just not willing to divulge. Uh, I've said too much already, I fear. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I certainly hope when I sign up for Bang with Friends, you're not on there. Um, I hope yeah, you don't no. crop up. <laughs> uh, I went at speed dating uh, two weeks ago for the first time. Nice. Yeah. The speed dating is interesting because it's exactly what you think it is. Uh, there was more guys there than girls, so... Uh, what they would did is they had a bunch of girls sit on a bench, uh, like around the room there, the, the cushioned bench that, that perimetered the room. Uh, and Mm -hmm. they assigned guys and one by one, each guy sat next to the girl along the bench there. Uh, and, but there were more girls than guys. So six guys had to hang out in the bar area waiting to be rotated in. It was like playing volleyball, right? Um, uh, huh. (laughs) <laughs> so I was uh, like the eighth out of ten. So I sat down with the first girl, and most of these girls were probably ten to twelve years younger than I was. I didn't quite get the. It's not what I signed up for. I signed up for women my age or older, and I show up, and they're all mm-hmm. considerably younger. Um, and I don't know how I look to younger women. I guess I look old, or you know you know fatherly or something i don't know what my look is i think i look kind of normal but i'm looking at myself in my own mirror every day but exactly yeah i kind of got the vibe from most if not all of them that they're like yeah i'm just talking to you because i have five minutes to talk with you but you're you know you should be dating my mom kind of vibe um Mm -hmm. so it's five minutes each you sit and talk with a girl for five minutes, and then the they say, change places, like it's the mad tea party. Um, and <laughs> you have a piece of paper where you write down the name of the girl that you just talked with. Uh, so I move to the next girl. I talk with her for a while, and then I rotate out. And then I got to stand in the bar for half an hour waiting to rotate back in. Um, and there's guys that are out in the bar like really antsy and wanting to get back in there and being – being like pissed and i'm like oh god uh-huh. um so i rotate back in and go through one by one and then at the end of the event you're to circle the girl that you're interested in kind of like bang your friends you you circle the person okay. that you like they take all the paper and if you if both of you have circled each other's names 
then they send an email saying this is the contact information. So my thought was at the end I should just circle everybody's name uh, because then I'd at least find out who picked me, even if I wasn't interested. Exactly. It's a numbers game. Yeah, it's a numbers game. But I, I wasn't interested in any of them. It doesn't matter whether they were interested in me or not. Like none of them made me go, oh, you're interesting, except for one. There was one girl that I was like, wow, you're interesting. Um, I, I, and I, at the end of the speed dating, I went, up, I went back and I talked to her because there's nothing that said they didn't sequester us and send us out into another room or anything like that. Um, so I just went up and talked to her and we ended up talking for about 20 minutes afterwards. I got her number and, uh, off we went. So I turned in my, my paper with at least three of the girls circled. Two of the girls were very pretty. One was a, a, a model for, um, like conventions, you know, the kind that stand there and you go, whoa, check her out. And they walk up and she's like, oh, here, look at this product. Uh, Isn't a model for conventions a hooker? Well, she may have been, but she had just turned 30. Uh, she was just curvy okay. and blonde. And what she liked to do all the time was work out. That was her thing. Um, mm. And then there was another girl there who was who was whip smart and, and pretty and just like had a good sense of humor. But she was there with her unattractive friend. So I felt kind of bad because I was like, well, I'm interested in you, but I'm not interested in your unattractive friend. So, you know, what happens if you both pick me? I don't know. So I circled the two of them and uh, I get up the next morning and the only person of the 10 girls there who picked me, which was fine because I only picked three girls. I didn't pick all of them, was uh, the girl I found mm-hmm. interesting. So sent her an email saying, hey, how'd you like to go out? And she wrote back like immediately saying, yeah, how about tomorrow night or Sunday? And here's a couple more pictures of me because I didn't feel like I looked my best last night. I go, hey, right on. You know, this feels feels good. Uh, so we went out that night. We had a nice dinner. And then I said, well, you want to walk around? She's like, yeah. And we walked around and it was a little cold. So we stopped in and got coffee and we walked around a little more. And then I said, well, let's sit down on a bench out here in the courtyard. And we sat down in the courtyard. And then she spent about an hour telling me that it, she had just spent, it had been two weeks since the guy that she had gone out with, who was talking about marriage and she met her, his family had dumped her. And he dumped her because she thought he thought she was super smart and super fun and super funny, but like she, he, he just didn't think one thing about her was attractive. He he didn't think her abs were tight enough, so he dumped her for that reason. At least this is what he told her. Uh, that's fucking. That's a stupid reason. Right. Well, and then so she she spent. I, I'm not kidding. An hour talking about how she wasn't sure why he said that and she was just confused about being attractive and she didn't know if love existed anymore uh this was your date this was my date (laughs) telling me all of this yeah it had been less than two weeks since they broke up and she's like well and i emailed him today and we're just trying to figure it out like oh okay so she emails me the next morning saying i'm sorry i was such a grouse last night i guess i kind of need to move at zero miles an hour uh so I wrote back saying, hey, that's fine. I enjoyed being with you, you know, so I, I liked you. So let's try to have it uh, have it. Uh, let's go out again. And she wrote back saying, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It just seems like I need to move. It's just moving too fast. I'm not good at dating. I've only had three first dates in my entire life. Uh, I don't I, you know, I don't know how I'm supposed to be behaving like and it got to the point with we emailed back and forth several times. And I just kept mm-hmm. explaining to her 
that, hey, I just like you. You know, I just like to go out again. That's 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 all I was trying to say. But the more I said that, it it uh-huh. it sort of felt like I like you. I want to go out again. And she was just like, no, uh-huh. you know, and I'm like, this is all that I'm saying here. You know, and she's like, well, let's try next week, maybe. I said, OK. So I uh, it, forget it. I know. She's crazy. Yeah. Well, she emailed at 1030 on Saturday night saying 1030 on Saturday night saying, uh, hey, I'm sorry. It's been so long since I wrote. Yeah, I listened to some of your band stuff. I really like it. Uh, you know, uh, OK. And I wrote back the next morning. Hey, great. Uh, how are you this week for going out? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I've heard absolutely nothing back. And oh, well. You know, what can you do? Like, yeah, seriously. Nuts. Nuts. I, I, nuts. It's just amazing to me that, that, that it continually happens. Like, I can't meet a single gal. I mean, I don't care what age they are, right? I mean, yeah, they, they were all young. But I'll go out with a 30-year-old woman. I don't care if she's, if she's normal and interested in me and has interests and that are similar to mine and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, but... I don't know. I don't know, Rob. I I think I think the people, especially a generation or so younger than us, are so preoccupied with the self that, like, what you just described there was her having a conversation with herself. Yeah, like I I, I for you for you to like kind of witness and and then the minute you try to inject yourself into the situation, it was distracting her from herself. Right. You know, so you guys getting together meant that she had to engage in some other world that wasn't fully her own. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I forgot to include in the email exchange. We went back and forth. I, I would say, yeah, I like you. I have no idea whatsoever if you if you enjoyed being with me or not. Like, I, I, don't, I don't have any clue. Like, I know right away if I don't like somebody. Um, but you know, and I know right away whether I enjoy being with somebody. I don't know whether I'm in love with you. I mean, I, I didn't say that, but you know, I don't know right away whether we're going to be together forever. But I liked you. You know, <laughs> that's all there is to it. So I think again, with me saying I have no idea how you feel about me, she would write back all this stuff about herself, and I write back, mm-hmm. great. I still don't know if you know, you know, if you're ambivalent about life in general or if you're ambivalent about going out with me again. And if you're ambivalent about going out with me again, then that's fine. Don't go out with me again. But why are you emailing yeah. me seven page long emails of 20 paragraphs telling me she wants to hear herself talk? Yeah. It's about her. Me, 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 me. <laughs> She's like that knack song. Oh, it's true. That, what, what's that knack song? Uh well, maybe it'll appear on this podcast. Right. There is a knack song. Didn't you use... No, it's... I say screw them. Well, I just... I, I, I was never too invested in the first place. I mean, I went into speed dating just on a lark. It was half off from Amazon Local, so I spent 17 bucks. Uh, that's cool. I thought, you know, for Good. 17 bucks, I'll go out to a bar one night, and maybe something will happen. And then I was like, well, of all of these people, she's the most interesting, but I, I wasn't invested that deeply in it. So it's like something fun to do on a Sunday night because it seemed kind of fun. So I tell this story more as something to fill the time of this podcast than to uh, really express my distaste in all things female. Yes. (laughs) That seems like a good place to end. (laughs) End? (laughs) End the story, you mean. Uh, So what else is going on? 
Uh, I'm going to go see a play Sunday night. I guess that's the thing that I forgot to mention. Oh, I'm starting to teach a class. That's the other thing I'm doing. I'm be teaching a class on Sundays, an acting class for people. I do this once uh, every seven months or so. This class rolls around. So I'm starting to do that. That'll fill up my Sundays. Sundays? My Sundays, yes. My Sundays. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not teaching any classes. I'm working a lot this weekend, We're... which is kind of like teaching a class. you got to teach people how to be fucking human beings. <laughs> well, it's, uh, is it no fun at all being a bartender? You know, it goes back to what we were talking about just a few minutes ago. It used to be my memory of being a bartender. And maybe it was because different circumstances. I was younger. Um, I wasn't in a relationship. So maybe I was a little bit more. I put myself out there more. I was more chatty. But I still go into work with that idea that I, hey, this is going to be a, a, a good night. There's going to be some people and, you know, maybe there'll be some repartee across the bar and it'll be, you know, I'll get a good batch. And it never happens because the people are there. Just to get drinks for me, which is fine. That's what I do. I'm a bartender. Right. And then go off and, you know, chat with their friends or text or do whatever it is they're going to do. So there's no, no effort really on the customer's part to try and get to know who's serving them and build that relationship into a night. Right. You know? Which could actually serve them well because then I might be able to help them, you know, if, hey, this guy finds that girl cute, maybe I can facilitate an introduction, you know, stuff that I used to remember doing quite a bit of. Yeah. Now it's like, I need four vodka sodas. <laughs> you know, I need three pickleback shots. And there's no like, hey, what's up, man? What's your name? You know, there's none of that stuff. And so it just, it really is just drink slinging and on the weekends. And it's, it's, that's, they're, they're kind of a douchey crowd. I don't know what to say. You know, it's, they're very much, um, there's a big, huge sense of entitlement that I see out there. And I know that that's been overused, perhaps, you know, that, that term. Or maybe I just don't get it because I'm not part of this generation, but I think they're fairly douchey. Uh, do you find the douchiness more douchey in um, New York, or was it uh, just as douchey in San Francisco? I guess you weren't uh, you weren't waiting you weren't bartending in San Francisco. I think it, I think it's the truth be told is it's probably um, the same wherever you go: L.A., New York, San Francisco. Um, I blame a lot of things on technology. I really think that. People now don't relate to the outer world because they've, they found ways to insulate themselves even further. You know, they're always, I get on the subway and it's funny. I see everybody and you don't get sub, you don't get reception down on the subways, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like you can surf the internet or, so what everybody's doing is they're just playing video games. Right. You know, to pass the time. And I don't know, that's, that bothers me for some reason. I don't know why it does. Um, yeah, I just don't feel like people are open, open anymore to meeting anybody they don't know already. Um, yeah, that's probably true. But, you know, and I think that's difficult for outgoing folks like you and I. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, I, I walk around, I, I guess I know some of my neighbors, and it, just by virtue of walking my dog, uh, 
who, by the way, isn't doing so well health-wise. Oh. Yeah. But um, I'll walk my dog around, so I'll see folks walking their dogs, uh, or I'll just see people walking around, and I will say hi. And uh, I've, I know some people around town with their dogs, some people I know better than others. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for or where I think I'll find it, but it certainly isn't across the bar on a Saturday night. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really visit or hang with a bartender when I go to a bar. He's there to give me a drink. I figure he's doing his job and, you know, he wants to yeah. fill me up and he's. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably the attitude I need to adopt. Um, but tonight, like tonight, for instance, my wife and I will probably go out. Now she's a lot more, um, not chatty, but she's just, she will, if she smiles and makes eye contact with somebody, she is not shy about saying hi. And then or if she hears somebody talk about something, she might weigh in. And then all of a sudden we're, it, it, we're in a conversation with people. Got it. She's very good at that. Yeah. Well, I'm not quite as open and friendly, but then once I'm, introduced or I'm talking to somebody and then I'm, 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 I'm just as adept at conversation as, as she is, but she's more a catalyst for conversation. Okay. So if I go out with her tonight, there's a good chance we might go somewhere, have a bite to eat and all of a sudden we strike up a conversation with people. That seems to happen a lot more when I'm with her, but I tend to go out a lot by myself because you know, whatever, we have different schedules. I'm looking to see some band or whatever. And, uh, that puts me a lot of times just kind of hanging out by myself, waiting for some music to start. And I don't feel compelled to walk up and be like, hey, you here to see the band too? What's up? You know? I do. And I think it's hard for me because as a person on my own out somewhere, I always feel like mm-hmm. other people are with somebody. So for me to insert myself into their world uh, seems intrusive because uh, mm-hmm. I feel like they're there hanging out on their own and why do they? Why would they want to hang out with me? And if someone's there by himself, uh, then I kind of don't want to create my own little world with that person because mm-hmm. I think I'd rather be alone than with someone that, I'm, that I don't really want to talk with if I realize after a little while that I don't want to be talking with that person and then I'm stuck. Yeah, then you're fucked, yeah. Yeah, that happens to me a lot when I go see uh, movies at the Director's Guild because you got to get there early to line up to to get into the movie if you want to get a good seat. Um, so I'll go on my own and I'll bring my magazine or my Kindle to read. And sometimes there'll be someone like start talking to me, which is basically all I hear. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. And I'll look up and I'll say hi to him. And I feel like that old lady in Airplane when she starts to read her leaflet on great Jewish sports legends and uh-huh. Ted Stryker starts to tell the story of how he and Elaine were in love in the past. And she kind of takes her glasses off and rolls her eyes and says, oh, God, here we go. Now he's going to start telling the story. Uh-huh. I feel like that a lot because I – I, I'll listen to him a little bit, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, and we'll have a little conversation. And I'll be like, oh, well, that was a pleasant little conversation. And then they'll keep talking, and I'll go, ugh, now I see why I don't talk to anybody. Ugh, ugh. I don't want to bang them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, there you go. Thanks, listeners. <laughs> I think I'll close by reading a bit out of the I Ching. Okay. 
I got. I, I just realized I have to go pick up my shoes before the big storm comes, and then I gotta uh, get a bite to eat. It's late here. It's already uh one o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Um, the hexagram Lin signals the approach of powerful, beneficial influences, just as the winter solstice hmm. heralds the return of spring. The appearance of this hexagram marks a similar movement toward light and growth. There you go. Ah, good. Yeah. All right. See, how does that feel? You feel better. I think I want to get insulation in my uh, house because it started to. Oh, yeah. It was in the nineties last week here, and Oof. I was remembering Oof. how miserable it gets in my house uh, during the summer because there's no insulation, and I'm I'm looking up at my roof right now with uh, my ceiling. <laughs> with no insulation, I just I uh, I want to get uh, our, our our mutual buddy John out here and to help me have nice. some insulation. He's the guy for it. Yeah, yeah. This has been Home Improvements with Bob and Jason. All right, so you need to go pick up your shoes. It's one o'clock out I there. Gotta, yeah. I got I got to pee. I got to pick up my shoes. I got to eat. All right. Well, this was just. I, a, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad we did this podcast. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's not call this a podcast. Here's what we'll call it. We'll say. Hey, yes. we'll be back doing podcasts soon. This is our announcement. This this was just been an announcement that we'll do podcasts it's soon. It's a 55-minute announcement. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's probably only 40 minutes with all the edits out of Okay. Like we'll see you all. I'm okay with that. I can live with that. Great. Next time. Next time. Can you tell me what the they said? Did you hear what the they said? Can you hear what the Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. And she said, give me, 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 give me,